Two Fridays ago, I was scheduled to officiate a funeral in Pottstown. I live in Plymouth Meeting, and I usually on every time that I have a funeral, I like to be there at least half hour before just to make sure that I touch base with the family if there's any other edits as we prepare to celebrate the person's life or their loved one. And the night before, I usually, every night, I go and look at my schedule uh, for the next day, and I say, okay, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. So just making like a mental note of the things that I have to accomplish. Uh, there are things in life that we write things down so we don't forget, uh, whether it's a grocery list and the items that you're gonna need or the things that you have to accomplish you know, from one location to another. Sometimes you write them down or sometimes you make these mental notes. And uh, in the mornings when you wake up, you know, apart from giving God thanks for another day of life, uh, you do your routines that you don't necessarily have to say check, I got it done. Like, for example, you wake up, you freshen up. Uh, you don't have to say, check. You don't have to say, I got to brush my teeth, check. Now, for those who are teenagers or, or kids, you may have to remind them, right? But as we continue getting older, there are things that we don't have to, have to say, check. Uh, two Fridays ago, as uh, uh, every morning, I don't have to check things out, but I go and give a kiss to my wife that she's sleeping and, uh, and, and if, she, if she's there. And, uh, and then most of the time, I used to be like, okay, I gave her a, ch- I gave her a kiss on the cheek, okay, check. I, not, I'm not saying that though, right? Uh, uh, but there are times I should be like, uh, um, uh, hey, so I'm leaving. She says, you didn't say I love you. Oh, I love you, babe. I turn around, I'd be like, check, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, but that day, as I'm traveling, one of the things I did, I say, okay, what, what route am I gonna take? So I take 422, heading westbound towards Pottstown. And I pass my, the Linfield Limerick exit. And about half mile uh, later, I see, as I turn around, I see that both lanes are red lights, you know, the, the, the tail lights are red. I'm thinking, oh no, it's like, I hope it's not an accident. I mean, I know I'm, I, I already know where I'm at and where I have to be in Pottstown, I know I'm gonna be a little past 10.30. And I don't know about you, and if you, if you schedule something to be at a location at a certain time and it doesn't happen, oh, it, it just eats me up, right? So I make sure that I reach out to the funeral director. I said, look, I am at zero miles per hour on 422. And I'll, I'll get there as soon as I can. And at the same time, I'm praying like, oh, it's not an accident. But I see that the left lane is actually moving a little quicker. And as I get closer and closer, if you are around this area, going westbound, what, what, what exit is after Linfield Limerick exit? Sanatoga. It's Black Friday. <laughs> You already know, you already know. Because <laughs> you live around here. Someone outside, they're like, I don't know. So that's what, so why was the passing lane uh, also holding up? Is people that wanted to get on the right lane was holding everybody else up, right? So I get to the funeral home, do the service, it's a great service, celebrating a person's life. And then the, the, the committal service, which is the, uh, the, the cemetery uh, service, was at Limerick uh, Garden of Memories. And I said, you know what? 422 was really bad. Let me go through Ridge Pike. (laughs) So 
so you know where this is going, right? I don't know. So, but luckily, I was actually heading in the opposite direction. But as I passed that Sanatoga exit on, the, um, on Ridge Pike, I kept on going, and the line, the traffic jam that was going over, and, I could, and as, I, as I drove by, I could see the expressions of the, the, uh, the vehicles that were going in the opposite direction, whether they were upset, whether they were laughing, whether they, uh, there was different emotions, because I'm pretty sure if they were trying to, quote unquote, check themselves into the outlets, uh, at a certain time, it wasn't happening. All right? And I could also think about the individuals who had nothing to do in their agenda that day to go to the outlets, but they're stuck in this traffic jam. And it's possibility that some of you saw me drive by. <laughs> I was probably praying for you, like, oh, these poor souls. All right? <laughs> Especially the, uh, the septibus that was there. He's just chilling, you know, at zero miles per hour. I'm thinking if anybody's in that bus or waiting for the bus to pick him up, yeah, you better just check off that time, you know, that it's not going to happen. What happens in our lives when we rush into things? We get nervous, we, get, we yell, we scream, we, 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 it's like, oh, what? Well, it's not fair. There's the checklist in our lives. If we don't go exactly as we say it's going to happen, it may cause a little bit of distraction, discouragements in our lives. I don't want that to happen as you prepare for Christmas. Sometimes people, right away, they, they rush into Christmas and they really don't take a time to prepare. So if anything, if, just like last week as we began this series of the Christmas checklist is that talking about hope, make sure that you focus on the hope that you can find in Jesus Christ. This week we are talking about peace and uh, specific peace is what we're able to do as we worship God and in a peaceful manner that in the midst of what's happening Happening in our surroundings, that there's still peace within us. I'm going to ask you to please open up your Bibles to the book of Luke, chapter 2. I'm going to continue reading uh, in the uh, verse 8, which I, I began last week. I, I read verses 1 through 7, and I talked about you know, the, the, the emperor giving uh, uh, a census, and then Joseph took Mary uh, to go over to Bethlehem, and as they were there, their travels, their unexpected, and then finding out that there's no room for them uh, in the inn, and they found themselves in the stable, and that's where Jesus was born and there are times that we go through life and there are these unexpecteds but how do we respond to them i like how daniel uh, our worship leader uh, he posted something on our facebook this past uh, his facebook page this past monday he says we don't get to choose our circumstances in life but we do get to choose how we respond so true as we continue on again this, today's sermon is worship Works wonders. That's the, the title of this uh, message. The situation that Mary faced uh, on Christmas night was not likely what she had planned for. But, you know, uh, she and Joseph, they were far from home. The delivery, her delivery was in a stable. Her uh, uh, midwife was her husband, and the baby's crib was a, a feeding trough. Despite the circumstances, God's promise was fulfilled. The Messiah came, the one who holds the whole universe together, showed up in the most unlikely place imaginable. He often does that. In most people's minds, the association of the gifts of Christmas 
begins with the wise man of the gold and uh, uh, myrrh or frankincense, but there's another gift we often miss as we read this scripture and we overlook, and that is the gift of worship. When the angels came and uh, shared the good news, I want you to focus on what happens at the end of this passage. Again, Luke chapter two, verse, beginning on verse eight through 14. Now these words will not be up on the screen, but you can follow along, but if you have it in your devices or your Bibles, the words may be a little different because I am using the NLT version. The night, that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby and guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, can you say suddenly? Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, can you say suddenly? Suddenly. I tell you, these things are suddenly the unexpected at times. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in highest heavens and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Now, did you catch that, ladies and gentlemen? It ends with a vast host of heaven's armies praising God. What glorious gift and what a wonderful tradition. When we come together at Christmas to sing praises to God, we are doing what the angels did back then. Praising God and celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the Bible tells us that worship should be an everyday occurrence in our lives. When you go into your Bible, you can find out many verses and scriptures that that talk about worship and our attitude of worship. I want to provide with you at least four of those uh, passages. There's one verse each, so you don't have to look them up in your Bible. But if you're taking notes, you can write them down for later uh, usage during the week if you use them for morning devotions. So I got two Old Testament and two New Testament passages. Both for the Old Testaments, I am going through a psalm. Psalm 41, verse 47, verse 1. It says, come everyone, clap your hands, shout to God with joyful praise. In uh, Psalm 66, verse 1, shout joyful praises to God, all the earth. In the New Testament, Look at John, the Gospel Book of John, chapter 4, verse 23. It says, but the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And I love this part here. The Father is looking for those who will will worship him that way. In what way, ladies and gentlemen? In spirit and in truth. Those are the true worshipers. There are times that we can come to worship and you can fake me out. You can be with your hands raised and things, but inside they're probably holding bitter or hate, bitterness or hatred and anger, but you cannot, you cannot, uh, in, in ways of worshiping God, you cannot lie to him. 
He knows what's in your heart. You can, from the outside, you can show something and the inside is not. But the Lord, the Father, the God is looking for those who will worship him that way in spirit and in truth. And in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, it says, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. We have to encourage one another. And I love, you know, when talk about worship, worship is something that God wants us to do individually and wants us to do as a community with others. When we gather for worship, I, I wake up on Sunday mornings, however many hours I'm able to sleep, I'm so excited to come and worship with all of you. And most of you, most of you already know that. Why? Because we, I can hear the voices coming together and just worshiping God in the midst of our differences. We can put all those things aside and just worship God. But also, we should not be uh, only remaining to get spiritually, uh, to grow spiritually by our individual lives. The Bible is saying, let's encourage one another don't, to, to, to meet together. And this is what we're doing, whether it's on site or online, we're, we're here together. But what happens is, even when speaking about the, uh, the, the online, the, I, I still vividly remember when I was appointed here to this church uh, in January of, two, uh, of 2017. The pastor, Pastor Dave Lewis, who was a founding pastor and of uh, uh, 30 years, he was retiring, and then the, the bishop had, uh, of that time had appointed me here. So in January, I came up, I signed the, the covenant between our leadership council and, uh, as well as a district superintendent. And Pastor Dave gave me the approval to come up while I was still serving in Kanishahak and to come up and meet with, my, with the staff individually. One of those staff members uh, was Eric Swinehart, and uh, we, uh, as the director of our technical arts, and I remember that we went over to the all-star little restaurant, now I think it's called Pepe's um, uh, uh, Pizza and Grill, and I, I remember what I ordered. You know, that's, I, you know, you know when, you, when you have these type of meetings and you remember uh, like it was just yesterday? And I remember one of those conversations, I asked him, it says, tell me about your ministry and, and where would you love to see, what would you love to see in your area of ministry? And I remember him saying, I love to have online, uh, online uh, uh, access or, or the option of building a team that we can have online. And I said, oh, that's awesome. You see, over in little, little I say little Kanshahak and a smaller uh, uh, amount of members in Kanshahak, and we at least, even though we were small, we had one camera that my wife, you, is like a little remote control camera that zooms in and moves left or right or, or uh, in, in other ways. And, and I remember when I was uh, appointed here, the amount of views in Kanshahakan and our YouTube channel just skyrocketed. And then finding out it was most people here in our church wondering, who's this pastor who's coming to the church? <laughs> uh, so here's, fast forward in 2019, uh, the December 1st was the very first time that we went live through our Advent uh, season for the online access. And I still remember that some individuals were saying, Pastor, I, I think that's a, that's a bad idea. It's a bad idea to have online access because then people are not going to come to church. Yes, certainly that is an option, but the goal of the online option was for those who are homebound, who are connected to the church but didn't have a way to get here. So it provided them the opportunity for them to see our worship services and still be connected. And or those who were going on vacation or those that were not feeling well. And then what happened in March of 2020? 
closed down and we depended so much on our online access. And we were saying we are blessed that we, we were able to have us at least a few months to prepare for something like this that we, it was unplanned. It was suddenly, right? And so when they came together, also throughout the process saying, I like this. I'm able to wake up in the morning, get a cup of coffee, maybe to get, you know, and I'm, I turn on the TV or my device, and here's the worship service, you know, and then you could type in, how you doing, Pastor Ricky? Hello, everyone. I'm, I'm worshiping from such and such place. I'm here at the outlets. It's so great to have, you know, have... <laughs> But here's what happened. We got complacent, right? There, uh, uh, as soon as we started opening it back up, I was like, no, it's, it's, it's too easy. It's, I like my cup of coffee. I like that in the midst of the announcement. I can go and put a load of wash, you know? <laughs> or or in, in the midst of something else, maybe a song that you're not too connected with, like, you know, what would you like on your eggs, honey, or, or, or something? It's too easy. But the encouragement that we have here in the book of Hebrews is that let us not uh, discourage each other. I mean, we have to meet together, and meeting is in person. Now, for those of you who are online, (laughs) still with your cup of coffee, I encourage you to come back. I I know that, you know, sometimes, I'm not saying those individuals that don't want to be in a closed room yet, they're still, you know, wondering if they should or shouldn't. Uh, I I understand that, so please keep on watching. Uh, This is a great resource to have you. But I'm talking about the ones that uh, you can see them out in the stores, you can see them out in the outlets, you can see them uh, going to restaurants, you can do this. That's no excuse to not come to church. All right, so I'm encouraging you. Well, those of you who are watching specifically, I'm not telling, talking to you because you're already here. I'm talking about those who are there watching. You know I'm talking to you. Okay. <laughs> you know, when we gather together, we know that there are differences, uh, a difference of what we do and, and how we believe or, or even our, our levels of faith. Maybe you, you gave your life to Christ last week for the very first time and, and are, are brand new into the, the, the life of a Christian versus somebody that may be sitting next to you that may be in church for so long. You know one of the scariest, and I don't have it here, one of the scariest verses for me is the one that says, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Ooh. When we gather together, it's because of what we, uh, uh, Christ. And we can have differences. And before I continue on, I do want to share with you a story that was in, was in the book. It says, uh, World War I was one of the most brutal and deadly wars of the modern era. On Christmas Eve of 1915, on the battlefield of that war in northern France, British soldiers were entrenched on one side of the battlefield and the German soldiers were on the other. Most were young men away from home and family and probably for the first time in their lives. Young men. Suddenly, a voice A few voices rang out from the German uh, side of the field and they were singing a Welsh Christmas, Christmas carol in German. And I don't know how they sang it, but the words say this. Sleep, my child, in peace, attend thee. All through the night, guardian angels, God will send thee all through the night. Soft, the drowsy hours are creeping, hill and vale and slumber sleeping. I, my loving uh, vigil keeping, 
all through the night. As you hear the voices singing of the German side, the British soldiers joined their German enemies in song. One carol followed another, and the, and the battlefield rang with the sound of young men singing praises to God on a Christmas Eve in different languages. In the middle of a dreadful war, ladies and gentlemen, these soldiers paused to give God the same gift the angels gave him two millennia before. Can you imagine what that setting must have been like? There are times we come to worship and it feels that we're completely on opposite sides. Not as enemies, but in our agreements or disagreements. If we are completely honest with ourselves, sometimes those differences occur because of the style of music, the selection of the songs, the way the sanctuary is decorated. It's too dark. Why do we have so many cameras? The sermon is too short. The sermon is too long. <laughs> hey, you have to laugh at that one. Uh, Oh, the list can go on and on. But in reality, we look at it, we want it to be about us. What's in it for me? When that happens, we surely do have differences because what I'm sharing with you is that if we put all the things aside and we worship God, things will change. And let me give you a great example before I, uh, I close out this part. On Friday, this past Friday, we had the members came and they had to vote the three ballots. And after the first ballot was taken at 95%, you had to go back and do ballot because you couldn't go to ballot three and four if the number two didn't pass and it passed at 95%. While they went, the individuals went and, and voted and put their ballots in, they had to wait for the count People, some people left afterwards, but the majority of the people stayed, and they were waiting for the count of ballots three and four. You see, you only needed uh, 50% plus one in ballot three, but if you didn't get the 50% plus one, the whole process ended. So as people were gathering, I was up here on the, on the uh, altar area, as people were gathering, there were people who were talking, and all of a sudden, I just sensed this, this spirit of uh, worry, the spirit of anxiety, the spirit, you know, of... What now? And, and it started getting quiet. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it in a way that the, the spirit was a little different. I said, how can we turn this around? And I grabbed, came up here and I grabbed the microphone and I said, hey, is Daniel or, or, or Dale in the house? And sure it was, surely enough, they were there. And I said, is it okay if I sing a few songs? And people were saying, yeah, you know. We, and I said, how about if we give honor and glory to God of who he is? And we started, I just started singing the chorus of how great is our God. How great is our God. You see what I mean? Sing with me how great. And people, oh. and all will see how great, how great. And then after that, she kept on going, and then we said, okay, because I didn't have the words at that very moment. And I said, you know what, let's continue worshiping him. And I says, then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. It kept on going, right? And it was giving honor and glory to God. And then I started asking, okay, because I saw the doors were still closed, that meant they were counting. And I started asking for requests. 
And someone said, free bird. <laughs> and, I, and if I'm not mistaken, Dale, you started playing. I was like, no, no. <laughs> and, then, and then someone said, uh, Lord, I need you. And it was so fitting because we just giving honor and glory to God of who God is, how great he is. That, and, and now that we've done so, now recognizing, Lord, we need you. And that's the one that says, um, Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. My one defense, my righteousness, oh God, how. Oh, it was awesome. For five or almost 10 minutes, I forgot that we were here to vote because we were focusing on our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, Christmas is a gift God gives to us. Worship is a gift we give to God. Let us pray. Dear God, there have been times that we have been in a worship environment, but we are not engaged in worship. Maybe it was the situations that we were involved in or the song selections or what was shared in the sermon. As we continue to grow our faith, whenever we feel that way, convict us in our spirits that worship is not about us, but it should be all about you. Therefore, let us worship with our prayers, our presence, our gifts, and our service and witness. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.